Goldie here, and today we're going to talk about wrestling. On today's episode, we're going to recap a little bit of NXT Roadblock. Why should Jay Uso win the award for Best Supporting Actor? And what in God's name are we doing with the women's tag team titles? And with that, welcome on in, everybody. We have Godflow. Hello. What's up, everybody? What's going on? And we have Don Jay. How you doing today? Happy Thursday, everybody. Woo, happy Thursday. Uh, if you are joining us live on Twitch, you will see that the prediction belt has been replaced um, with the prediction crown unofficially sponsored by crown royal and that is was it elimination chamber yeah was it was it elimination chamber uh full disclosure i haven't really watched wrestling in two weeks i know we've had two weeks off i've been dealing with some things so wrestling has taken a back seat so um don jay has been the one holding it down for all of us so yeah Flo won the elimination chamber predictions um, hence the crown in front of the cup. Flo, do you have um, a victory acceptance speech? I mean, it was never in denial. I think uh, going into it, I knew I had it in the bag the entire time. I'm uh, I, I'm happy to keep the crown. I don't see it going anywhere for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just I'm just happy that uh, it, it's where it belongs. In the in the bag in the, in the purple bag. In in the purple bag or the green bag, sometimes uh, sometimes it could be in the uh, the cream bag, as long as it's in any bag. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We're going to start with SmackDown. Um, again, a lot happened in the last two weeks. We're going to try to focus on the road to WrestleMania stuff, um, starting with, yeah, Fatal Five Way. To determine Gunther's number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. We have Sheamus, we have Drew, we have L.A. Knight, yeah, we have Kofi Kingston, and for some reason, <laughs> we have Karrion Cross. Um, that was kind of a bit of a jambalaya promo going on in SmackDown. Um, let me let me scroll down to my notes here. Because like I said, I haven't really watched, so I'm going to be needing a lot of... Ro- so Drew walks out and talking about um, something, something, something. I want the Intercontinental title. Sheamus walks out and is essentially like, you prick, you know that's the one title I haven't won yet. Blah, 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 something, something, seniority, something, something, Grand (laughs) Slam, Um, I should have the chance. And Drew's like, well, you had your chances, and you lost. And then I don't think I was expecting this big of a pop, but L.A. Knight's music hit, and the place went nuts. They went nuts. He walks out, you know, the whole all this Kavorka, whatever he said. Um, New Day comes out, and Kofi Kingston is crawling on the ground talking about 
<laughs> I don't know what kind of LA Knight impression he was doing, but he's like, you can't, you can't have a WrestleMania without, without LA Knight. And he's like crawling on the ground and stuff, and I don't know why. And then Karrion Cross's music hit, and then like the place just goes silent. You could probably hear crickets. You could probably see Tom. I don't know why Karrion Cross just randomly shows up, but he did. Um, and now we have a fatal five-way on SmackDown to determine Gunther's um, challenger. Is it at Mania? Yes. It's his, okay. So I know we were thinking maybe it would be a Sheamus Drew Gunther triple threat. Do we still see that happening in some capacity, or are we calling an upset here? Don Jay, we'll start with you. I think it's one of the two. I think it's either going to be the three-way or or Sheamus or Drew versus Gunther. Um, just an update to this. Um, Kofi is injured. He posted on his Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, his foot is banged up. So we don't know what they're going to do tomorrow in terms of either Bring in Biggie instead. Four-way or bring in Biggie so I can cry um, incessantly or, mm-hmm. or what. Um, I could even see them saying put Woods in there. Um, instead of Kofi, since he's been part of this whole mm-hmm. make fun of LA Night thing for the past couple of weeks, just to have a body <laughs> in there. Um, but I think that um, it's definitely leaning towards either Drew and or Sheamus. I would love it to be a triple threat, um, but I I don't see the other people winning. But LA Knight's going to have a, a special spot in Mania. We just don't know what it is yet. He's going to win Money in the Bank. Not at Mania, obviously. But I'm still yeah. firm in my belief that he's going to win the briefcase. Uh, Flo, no what are you... Him. What's up? I have no problem with that either. Good. Um, <laughs> you don't have a choice. Uh, Flo, how are you feeling about this Fatal 5-way? Do you think Kofi goes? Who do you think wins? What are you seeing for the IC title at Mania? This has to almost be Drew and Sheamus because everybody else in the match has pretty much done nothing but lose for the past X amount of months. Um, Kofi beat LA Knight the week before. He did. Um, So I guess that would give him the the, the step up on that ladder. But it's just kind of, I mean, with the exception of Roman that's been tied up what seems like forever now, it's like Gunther's the main title holder. And it's like everybody coming up at him, it's like, it's for prestige. It's not what they've done lately. Sheamus and uh, we're getting jumped in the tag team division. Kofi was ass. losing down in NXT. LA Knight can't win a match to save his life. And Carrion's um, beating up on little people. And Carrion is beating up on the same little people every week. So it, it, it's kind of a, a hard gesture. I need it to be Sheamus and Drew. I mean, you add Sheamus and Drew to Gunther, and I think the three of them, if you ever have either of them going one-on-one, you have an excellent match. You add the third one to it, and I think that's what takes it next-level explosive. That type of match could absolutely steal um, steal the, the match of the night completely. Um, everybody else, and it, it's not really a dig at anybody else, because everybody knows I was the, uh, the L.A. Knight preacher before he even showed up. I've been trying to tell everybody about him for the longest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We know where, uh, we know where he, ha- he, as Don Jay alluded to, he's going to have a spot. Not exactly sure what it is, but as long as they give him a microphone, it's going to be absolutely wonderful. Um, 
Kofi, I, I did hear, uh, suffered an injury, so I'm not sure what's going to go on with that. Um, Cross is kind of stuck in the Who's Your Daddy storyline that's going on with the... Hey, Mysterio! Mysterios and... Dominic's a very nice boy. Yeah, It'd be so... a shame if Scarlett and I adopted him. Exactly. So... That being said, real quick, he looked, he looked great on Friday. Mm, he did! Mag- Magnum P.I. drip. Yes. Like, yeah, when, when he goes Lord. detective mode, it, it, it's kind of oh. different. It's kinda he like... had the Hawaiian shirt, and then like a couple <laughs> weeks ago, he had the long ass detective coat. I just needed a fedora mm-hmm. with a feather in it and like a cigar, yep. and then just go to the ring. And instead of cutting a promo, he sits down at a typewriter, and Scarlett does all the talking, and he <laughs> writes it down. <laughs> I could definitely see that as well. I can well, see but... him whapping the typewriter back to the like hitting the little shing thing like with authority. <laughs> With authority. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> oh, we're going to take oh, it. Lansbury and Murder, she wrote. Yes. Yeah. And but, I mean, Scarlet's got the look of a femme fatale. So that's 100%. totally a gimmick they could run with. Oh, and yeah. even though I can't stand him, um, that would be, I'd, I'm a film noir fan. That would just be so cool to me. Yeah. But anyways, but it, other than that, fuck Carrie and Gross. Yeah. <laughs> in the end, in terms of mania, I do think it, it they need the collection of Seamus and Drew somehow, some way. May, maybe they they're the final two, or is it an elimination match, or is it just the first pin? I'm not I have no idea. Pin. It said Fatal Five Way. I don't know if it was. Um, it probably they will go. be first pinfall. They make it up as as they go, as we know that sometimes there'll be the pin it like an elimination chamber style where you exit. As a spin, yeah. sometimes it's the first pinfall or submission. So we'll just see what Adam is feeling like tomorrow. It's official. Yeah, he has no idea. It's official. Something's gonna happen. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna remain with the uh, with the Drew and Sheamus. I reluctantly agree with both of you because you know every time LA Knight's in a match, I want him to win, even if it doesn't make any sense, um, because he's such a star. Um, I, I do think the Seamus Drew thing, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That's kind of like the, the Cena Orton. Like you put, when in doubt, if you need a match, just put them together. The emergency button. Yeah, but they've been a tag team lately too, which is weird. Um, really hope Kofi is okay. Seamus. What's Gunther. that? What was that? Said, and we had Gunther Seamus. We just haven't had um, Drew Gunther, so oh, we haven't. No. Okay, so so here's the thing: we haven't had Drew Gunther. That match would tear down the house. However, WrestleMania is an event of moments, and the moment in this scenario would be Sheamus finally winning. Because this is his Grand Slam, right? This is the one thing he hasn't won. Do you yep. think maybe that's going to come into play a little bit and they end up going Seamus Gunter? Or maybe it's a triple threat and Seamus wins? I don't think he wins at Mania. I could see them him winning when they go back over to the UK. Oh, that's right, because Money in the Bank is overseas. Mm-hmm. That might be the but place. Round yeah, I, I think Gunther's holding on to that bad boy. We'll we'll get closer, but that's one of my stone cold red tight locks. 
is Gunther's going to retain. The way they built Gunther in the Rumble, I, I can't see him losing regardless if it's – I mean, put him in a six-way with these guys, and I don't see him losing. He's been booked so strong. He really – I, so I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself. We're not doing WrestleMania predictions, but I would love to see Cody lose. And the way that Gunther's being booked, I'd love to see him be the guy. Because they're building like him and Bianca and Rhea are the people that are booked to beat Roman at this point. But obviously Bianca and Rhea aren't going to. Um, I just don't see a dude strong enough on the roster. Like, I know Cody's got the story. I know that's a whole thing, but how long has Gunther been holding this title for? Like almost a year? Yeah, yeah, like summertime when he um, destroyed Ricochet. Was that SummerSlam? Or was that just like... It was was before Clash of the Castle because he had the title when he was overseas. Right. Um, But I don't think he had it at SummerSlam. So it had to have been somewhere in that August, September range where he beat Ricochet. So he's... Nine months or so, he's he's gone a full three terms. Um, it's just, I just, somebody is saying in the chat, like, Sheamus could win, but he pins Drew. That way, Gunther still looks strong, and he doesn't take the pin. And then rematch at Money in the Bank or something. I, that's not a terrible idea. Returning Big E could challenge. Man, Raw After Mania, I've said it before. If his music hits, I'm crying. I'm calling Donjay. I'm calling Donjay on his on his personal cell phone. I'll get his number somehow. Um, (laughs) I don't care that it's long distance, cross country. Um, I'm calling him, and we are sobbing together. Just check fourth wall. It's in there. (laughs) (laughs) Is it in there? Okay. Bet. I'm going to go get them digits. And then raw after mania, we're gonna have a nice, a nice little um, cry fest. Cry, yep. It'll be great. All right. Um, next up on SmackDown, a storyline that you know I don't care for, uh, but it involves um, a man that is very near and dear to Don J's heart. Um, can we talk about what's happening in the fire truck flan house? So I think this. I I know the biggest thing that we were concerned about in terms of this is Bobby Burial um, with Bray. I believe, it's like Bobby's one of those type of people that can't be buried because you can't bury granite. Um, but at the same time, I don't think, regardless of what happens with this, I don't think he can lose in a way that would put him um, in a negative position within the company. I love the fact that he was able to uh, just pimp slap and destroy Uncle Howdy uh, when he came in there last week to show that he's not afraid of the situation uh, and he's not going to be put in awkward, stupid-looking situations. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about them not destroying him. How many theatrical matches is Bray going to have? Do you think they do that again? Hmm. Because in an actual in an actual wrestling match, there's no world that Bray Wyatt wins against Bobby. Sorry, no, zero, zero. So I'm interested to see. Like they did the. Oh wait, no. Who's the Mania sponsor? Like Cinnamon Toast Crunch or something? I think a Snickers again. Oh lord, <clears throat> no comment. Um, 
<laughs> Are they going to do like a, a cinnamon toast crunch, like cinnamon challenge match or something? Like what, what do they do here? Flo, what do you think? They are building Bobby up for one of the biggest falls a man has ever taken. Um, he's oh, showing the elbow drop. Strength. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be massive. Um, he's showing his tough side. They're kind of given what we thought we were gonna get with Brock, where I'm not scared. I'm still big and bad, and I think week by week and piece, it's just gonna start breaking. And I think at Mania, Bobby's gonna throw every single thing. He has spear after spear, and it's just going to be a another Bray Wyatt rebirth to where it's going to be the, okay, who can defeat this? He's going to come out farting cinnamon, and it's going to make him immortal. We, we, I mean, we could go with that. E- either way, I, I don't think it can go any other way. I think Bobby's going to look strong in the sense he's just going to keep coming at him, but it's just going to break him down until Bray absolutely obliterates him. Maybe Howdy gets involved so it doesn't make Bobby look all that weak in the sense that he's double teamed. I don't know. I, I don't I don't get it. I know when we did elimination be on, so the lights will be, be on. pitch black. You sure? So we we got that, yes. Because it's, it's confirmed. Um Snickers and um two K twenty three are the sponsors. So they're not gonna th- put a third So it's pixelated or something. Yes. So it's a video game. Or Snickers. It's going to be nutty. No comp. One way or the other. No comment. <laughs> um, another interesting thing to note. Um, it did come out that Brock Lesnar refused to work with Bray Wyatt. And I know that was the storyline that looked the best on paper. I don't know if the best is the way to put it. Um, there are hella sirens in the background, by the way. My apologies. I didn't do it. Um, I know we were projecting, like, this version of Brock, who's having more fun with things, might have been a better way to go. Like, I wanted him to take the tractor to the flan house. That would have been incredible. But Brock apparently refused. What do we, do we read anything into that, Donjay? Or is it just like a, eh, okay. Like, he went to go work with Omos instead. I think it's more of an eh. Um, Brock can do whatever Brock wants. I think um, to to your previous point, WrestleMania is a is a spectacle. Yeah, and he can. I think almost can benefit more from this than um, than Bray and Brock. That's, a good, that's about- a good point. I never thought of that. That's that's a really good point, he, especially with Omos's. Especially with Omas's performance in Saudi Arabia against Braun Strowman and how the majority of us were like, holy shit, this guy, yeah. this guy can go. Um, I never even thought of putting those together. So using Brock to elevate Omas, especially with MVP still as his mouthpiece, someone in the chat saying maybe Omas interferes in the Bobby Bray match and then the Hurt Business finally comes back together. That Instagram picture was looking tough this week. Yo. Okay, and side just add sidebar. That Instagram picture. Omos in the background with a hood over his eyes. Montez Ford with the shades on. Dawkins in the background looking smug. MVP just there. And then Carmelo Hayes in the front. Bruh. 
Uh, completely far story. Um, there's no way you take two of your alpha faces and put them head to head against each other in WrestleMania. Um, I don't think Brock refused. And if he did, I mean, it's the same exact storyline that I think we'd get to where, uh, Bobby's putting on the tough guy gimmick in order to break down and get destroyed. Um, I predicted, uh, Omos and Brock before it ever happened. Um, That's why you I do have believe the crown. I do believe that was one of my, uh, my flow bookings. Um, so I could definitely see it again. I think it's completely false. I don't think he refused to work with Bray. It just didn't make sense to it. He's not saying, Hey, I don't want to work with you. He might've said, Hey, if we went head to head, what, what, what is the story? We're both alpha faces right now. We're two of the top faces on the planet. Like how, how do we break this down? How do we make people hate Brock? How do we make people hate Bray? Bray's a face. Bray is what might be the biggest face on the roster. Really? Uh, Bray might be one tad below Sammy, but he's probably number two. It's not even close. Really? Yep. Yes, 100%. Bray. How? Bray Bray is the star of SmackDown almost when you disclude. Say her name. Who? He's a star right? on SmackDown if you disclude who. Say her name. Roman. Her name. Charlotte. Charlotte. I'm not saying she's a bigger face, but, like, I don't... How do you... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, I'm, I'm trying to understand why Bray is a face. I mean, there's not an act that's more over other than Sammy. That doesn't make him... Over and face are two different things. He's beloved. Yeah. He, I mean, he, like I say, that doesn't mean he's a face. Let Shadow you know hit. Who, you know who else is beloved as a heel? L.A. Knight. You heard that, Pop. He's supposed to be a heel. People went ape. How do you, how do you book him as a face, but he's got all these underhanded tactics? He's got a second person doing his dirty work. He's stealing Alexa. Bl- like, how is that face? Rambling rabbit. Rambling rabbit, I guess. That's it, not I even mean, Bray Wyatt. That's 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 a puppet. I mean, let let the first three rambling. notes of Shattered hit, and then yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, the first three notes of Shattered hit, and that's it. I mean, that's all the face you need from it. The the rest of the act, the spectacle is just. I mean. It, I'm I'm going to agree to disagree with the both of you on this. I just don't. No, but like it's not, it's no, it's no secret it. that I don't like him. But I I don't see how like underhanded, creepy tactics with someone else doing the dirty work is is face. I can agree that he's over. I because can absolutely look at look at the people he's attacking, and that's why he's not going against Brock Lesnar right now. And Bobby's not necessarily, Bobby's not a heel. Yeah. Either, but he has, but he can have angry black man tendencies, which uh, by default in culture can be heelish. Everyone just assumes they're heel. mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Against Brock, he went full heel. I would argue Brock went heel with the low blow, actually. Yeah. I, I, I do mm. agree with that, but Brock is so, Brock is over to like go to this point where Brock can do whatever he wants and people are going to cheer him. He can F5 referees and Adam Pierce and still be viewed as as over as a face and, and 
So Brock is just in a, on a level all by himself. This is riveting conversation. We could probably talk about this for another 20 minutes, but in the interest of time, I'm just going to say I agree to disagree with the Bray Wyatt um, face stance. Interesting conversation, though. Let us know in the comments what you think. Um, how do you view Bray Wyatt? Maybe we'll put up our first ever poll on Spotify. Because I've noticed that's an option. We can do Q&As and polls and stuff. Maybe we'll put up a poll and see how people view Bray. And I'm very interested to hear the reasoning behind it. I'm not, you know, I'm not hardened in my position on it. So, uh, phrasing. What is next? Ah, yes, we kind of touched on this um, with the, hey, Mysterio, Dominic's a very nice young man. Um, We have this, like, Santos, Escobar, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, like, weird son I never had love triangle. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, Dominic is on SmackDown now because his mommy is there. Um, so we're getting actual confrontation between Dominic and Ray now that isn't on, like, a digital exclusive. Um, and Santos Escobar appears to have gone face. Not sure what's happening with the rest of Legato. Um, but, uh, Flo, we'll start with you. What are we reading into this Santos-Ray potential partnership? I, I mean, it's... It's an interesting concept. I mean, you got Dom right now who's in, like, six different storylines. I think carrying, like, three of them. Um, he He's literally everywhere. Um, but then you have uh, Santos, which is now aligning with Ray with the respect angle. You kind of see Dom coming in saying, hey, Dad, you know, go to hell, uh, as he has been. So, I mean... It, it kind of comes to a point where it's like Ray won't. He, he just won't hit him. It, it, it's kind of like everybody else in the ring against Ray. Nobody will hit her. Um, Ray will not break. I, I think that might be one of the biggest pops in the year when Ray finally punches Dom in the face. 100%. It, it, it's just going to be absolute electric because it's been wanted for so long. Dom has so tossed good. him out, tossed him in, tossed him everywhere. So I do think uh I I do think they take the uh the turnaround. Maybe you have the uh you have Santos, you have Dom. They both have backup factions, so I can definitely see some intervening there. Somehow we we just we got to get back to to daddy and uh the daddy and son here and we 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 need the the fight heard around the world. When he finally is, punches Dom in the face. Is it still planned that Dominic is going to retire him? Because I know that's what Ray wanted, was for Dominic to be his last match. Is that... Is, is Mania too soon, do you think? Because Ray's not talking about retirement right now. So I feel like this isn't something that's going to resolve. No. Especially given, even though they are of Mexican descent, given the fact that um, Backlash is in Puerto Rico. Um, mm. So whatever happens, there's a potential for um, retaliation at that next pay-per-view. Um, so, I, this so that's is just, after this is Money in the Bank, event. right? No, it is WrestleMania. And then um, Backlash is on May the 6th. Oh, because oh, it's WrestleMania right Backlash. Yeah, I got it. Yep. I know wrestling so, is cool. 
So I think it's I think it's the the beginning of them going back and forth. I do like the um the judgment day legato point because um three men, one female. It's a natural yep. fit. Um yep. I don't know what's happening with um Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde. I know Zelina's been doing some promotional stuff for um Street Fighter. Is it Street Fighter? Yep. So she's been off maybe just Joaquin and Cruz have been, you know, given nothing to do as way of. Uh, but that would be, I think that would be an interesting feud. Obviously not at Mania because Rhea's got a, a title match. But maybe Backlash? Maybe Backlash we get Judgment Day versus Legato? I could see that. Might be interesting. Um, anything else to touch on other than, uh, Hey Mysterio? I love Santos. And I know yes. you touched on it briefly earlier about for your love of L.A. Knight winning Money in the Bank. And I know I told you that earlier mm-hmm. this week that if it wasn't L.A. Knight, it should be Santos. And I agree. And have a strong selling. Um, I agree. But I, I am a Santos guy through and through. Totally agree. Um, next up on the docket for the SmackDown talk. So, what do you want to talk about? Finally showed up. Finally showed up. Flo, you want to take the I, reins on this uh, this Cody Roman promo we got? I will. I will take the reins. Take the reins. On one. See I will, what I did I will there? Go down the crossroad for Whoa. us here. But uh, so it it finally happened. Uh, Cody finally met Roman. It it kind of felt like that uh, they haven't seen each other in forever. They were never gonna see each other. Um, Paul Heyman's been doing most of the middle grounding, which has been phenomenal as well. But so you, you have it and Cody comes on down and that's what you expect. And it's like, you know, the story, you know what Cody wants, you know what it is. And Roman being the expert craftsman of words that he is, lays the belts down oh, and pretty man. much tells him how it is. Told him how a uh, daddy was, told him everything. I thought I, I, I think people thought we were going to get crying Cody there for a minute, but, uh, I'm surprised we didn't. It was, uh, it, it, you're, you're starting to get this building electric to this match. Cause I know a lot of people were like, Oh, this is what was expected. This is what it is. How's it going to build after Sammy, et cetera. And now it's like, as these promos build up, it's just like, you're starting to see the little ignition of, exactly what kind of emotion and what's going to run into this match. And I think it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how they cross paths in these upcoming weeks. I've said it before, and we've all said it. This this is Roman's best work in his career, and it's not even close. Just the fact that that he was able to uh, maintain the whole bloodline story as it still continues, start up this piece with uh, Cody we're starting to see this intersect finally um, with the shows, but Roman is just—he's just a dude, period. And the just a dusty, dude named Joe, and the dude named Joe, and the dusty impersonation. Uh, was, I was hoping someone would bring that up. It was—it was a—he's just on. He's I just wasn't expecting it. Cruise control was not expected, and it just—he slipped into it, slipped right out of it, went back to Roman being Roman, and he's just fantastic right now. And I know people, there's always going to be that group who says that Sammy should have been the one to fight him at WrestleMania. No. 
I've never believed it. Cody is the guy just, and we talked about it, he has an aura, a persona that is, you believe that he could potentially beat Roman for, and you tie that whole dusty scenario in because it's real. It's legit. He, Dusty had all of these kids that are named rec- the top people in the company were under the tutelage of Dusty. And Cody was not. He just wasn't. So that whole piece is going to be fantastic. The one thing that kind of bothered me, I know, I'm sorry, I'm going to be the Debbie Downer of the group again. Um, The one thing that kind of bothered me about this Roman Cody promo, Roman gave such a strong promo. And I feel like Cody's response was just like, but I need it. Like, I didn't feel like Cody gave anything back. It was more like, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's exactly why I need to do this. I need to finish this. Like, I, we've heard that. We've heard it. It just kind of felt like, oh, give me what I want. I don't know. Is it just me? It kind of felt like it was very lopsided and Roman was... Like, the fact that they hit Cody's music afterwards was like, are you kidding? I, I think You're I hitting Cody's asked... music right now? Hit Roman's. They, they hit the music and I think I even asked you, I was like, was there time constraints here? Because it, it just felt like it was rushed at the end there, so I get what you were talking about. Yeah, it, it just, just feels like, like Cody didn't he offer just, like, up yelled at him Yeah, like, it was like, that's why I need to finish this story! Hit my yeah. music! Like, <laughs> I, I don't... I, I Okay, so it's not just me. It kind of felt like Maybe maybe Roman took too long. Maybe he played to the crowd a little bit. I don't know. But it just felt like Cody's response was like, eh. I think most of Cody's stuff was before Roman when he just talked about the how he's been doubted before and he talked about um, the all out and everything like that. And, and I think that's where he was coming from. And then just – and Roman just flipped the script on him. So I think it was more – I don't know if he was expecting it to be flipped on him like that because it started with him saying he was doubted before, did this, did this. I survived Stardust. I just survived an indie product, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, what what did he call AEW? That that was glorious. And really, he said with the 10,000 people in the indie product, that was the impetus of AEW, so I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even look at it as him downing AEW because that's the reason AEW was created was because of All Out. Yep. So from that standpoint, I don't think it was denigrating it. And he'll never denigrate AEW. Uh, but they did waste too much fact that, that Meltzer was the one who told him, like, you're not going to get, you can't get 10,000 people in a non-WWE show. And then he sold out All Out in 30 minutes. So that's where he, where that came from more than anything else. Yeah, all right. It's just, yeah. To me, it just felt like Roman was just in his element, and then Cody was just like, "Okay, time for bed. Bye." Give him another week. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing maybe a couple more promos. I I feel like Roman won that round, so it's Cody's Without move. Question. And we'll see how that goes on. Um, Roman storyline adjacent we head over to monday night raw and we're just gonna start with it we're just gonna start with it jay uso I mean, there's, 
Yeah, there's nothing else to talk about from Monday, really. Best supporting actor of the year. Donjay, you may start. It's family shit. It's It's family family shit. shit. Right in front of the little six and seven year olds that are on there, it's like just family shit. Do you think it's a work? No. Oh, I thought it. I have thought. Oh yeah. Some of that. Do you think Jay maybe whispered in Sammy's ear and was like, Uh "The only way I'm gonna do this, right?" Is definitely see it because it's this storyline has taken so many twists and turns. You think a double work? Like I Jay's gonna double Jay's gonna deceive Sammy. Sammy's gonna deceive Jay at the same time, and like crisscross applesauce kind of thing. Well, I think some way. I think some way we we have to some way get Jay turning on Roman for real at some point to end the story. To end That's the what, story, I think it starts the story. I think by SummerSlam we have a new tribal chief. Ooh, chat is uh, chat's already popping off with this. So someone said a double work. Someone said they read, um, Jay went back so Roman wouldn't abuse Jimmy. Yeah. Which would be planting, I hate to use the term, but planting a seed there of uh-huh. like, he's so manipulative and he's so abusive that he was going to take it out on my brother for something I did. So I need to go protect him. And then we have someone else saying Solo is going to be the one to take down Roman and that Jay is winning people over. This is theater. It's cinema. It's it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I still feel like the Sammy title match was rushed. I still feel like I missed that little bit between Roman and Sammy. I feel like that was kind of sped through. I know they had to change plans. But they have picked up um, from that very strongly. Well, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I, I said it earlier. I think, uh, Jay definitely whispered some sweet nothings in the ear. You, you don't whisper like that and then kick a guy in the you, face. You know uh, what he said? Without knowing it's coming. You know what he said? I, I know what's about to come out. Go ahead. Hey, yo. Hey, yo, oos. Meet me at Waffle House. They, they're definitely meeting at the Waffle House. They're waiting at Waffle show. House. Yep. <laughs> we all know it. But I mean, it, it's just getting into the storyline now. You have so many interchangeable pieces. I guess the, uh, the one from the beginning of the show unmentioned yet is uh, Kevin Owens, who uh, I was going to let you do that. Who still wants absolutely nothing to do with Sammy. However, if you did have a keen eye during the show, there was a background scene where a Cody Rhodes was seen discussing some things with Kevin Owens. They were just trying to figure out what Waffle House everyone was going to. Yeah, they they're they're gonna crash the Waffle House. That's what it yeah, was. They so. gonna show up. It, it was about to brawl down, and nobody brawls at the Waffle House. You sit down, you eat at the Waffle Goodness, House. Goodness, no, every everybody, it's, it's like a contract signing. You show up, you sign the contract, you shake hands, you leave. That's it. That's that's completely done. So that's what it is. So with it, the the interchangeable parts. That's the uh, ambulance going to the Waffle House now. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, I was exactly going to say that. <laughs> that's because that's AEW is going to be in Winnipeg on Wednesday, so they're just getting people They're there prepping now. the Waffle they're House. They're prepping the yeah. Waffle House. I, I mean, technically, we don't have Waffle House up here. We have something called the Pancake House. We try. Because, you know, I live in the prairies. Prairies are flat. Pancakes are <laughs> flat as compared to waffles. So they're, they're, they're reinforcing the Pancake House in St. James because Jericho's coming home. Anyways. Yep. 
But so that's that, that's pretty much what we have. Is it's like, who, what do we believe anymore? It's like I feel like Nothing, any given day, somebody could super kick somebody else in the face. It's like, oh, now, uh, now, now is it like Solo's turn to get pissed off? Like, oh, you did that for your other brother, but your uh, your brother was right here too, and you didn't Roman, love me. And- I'm happy you bring that up because it reminds me. Roman talks to Solo. Like, he ain't their brother. Yep. He always like, Jimmy, where your brother at? And Solo's sitting right there like, you think I'm, did you not see the wedding? You weren't even at my wedding. You didn't see the pictures. Those are my brothers. Yep. Also, congratulations, Solo, those wedding pictures. Beautiful. Go look at them on Instagram. Brotherly love. So much joy. So much happiness. They're gorgeous. Well, that that was the weird thing is seeing him smile. I don't know if I was ready for that. But. Right? And then Roman didn't show up to the wedding, so fractured bloodline confirmed. Yeah. So I didn't see any pictures with Rikishi. To be fair, listen, but... you know you ain't got to do that. <laughs> he did it for the Rock. Did it for the Rock. <laughs> but yeah, this storyline just be, it, it's completely unglued to where you don't know what's coming. There's always a piece of wondering. They're always planting another seed. Um, you have no idea which direction it's going to take off next. So, I, I mean, the million-dollar question is, what did Jay whisper in Sammy's ear? That's something that I want to see in the in the comments to this. Please leave the exact wording that uh, Jay whispered in Sammy's ear. So, when you said, I know what's coming, did you think I was going to yin-yang twins you? Hey, I do a little mama. Let me whisper yep. here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's get with the chat because again we do this podcast live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash that girl Goldie. Um, so we do have a live chat going. Uh, he said, "Hey, Oos, you the one? It's the best storyline in a long time. I think Sammy gets back to Roman at some point. Considering this storyline was going to be buried la- back last year as it wasn't going anywhere, then bring Sammy in and it's been the best storyline in years and years." Kevin Owens is going to crash, crash the Waffle House and throw out beaver tails. Where are my Canadians at? Uh, I'm waiting for all this to be a ruse. The elders acknowledged The Rock as tribal chief and sent Solo down to get the troops in order. They all turn on Roman at Mania. Rock can be there and not even be in a match. Perfect Heyman hustle. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Pretty sure he told them where to stand when he kicks them in the face. <laughs> Right. Ayus, move over a couple inches to the left. Thanks. Maybe that's what it was. Um, I know you could probably talk about this all day. Um, we did touch on the Cody promos and Heyman promos. Did you want to talk about anything that happened between the two of them on Monday Night Raw? Well, they nothing happened with them this week because it was right. But we missed we happened. missed two weeks, so it's uh, more of a. No. Do you want to talk about how Roman is a very happily married man, but Paul Heyman isn't? <laughs> that, was that was so bad. creepy. That was so creepy. No, I, I think we're good just to stay where we are, especially given the fact that we got SmackDown tomorrow, but we probably won't say anything until Monday with with the Cody aspect of it. All right. I'm cool with that. Uh, let's talk. We already talked a bit about Barack Omos. Is there anything else we want to do there? I know MVP apparently can't handle his moonshine. No, it's just going to be two uh, meaty men slapping meat. 100%. Yeah, and I think it's going to be great. I mean, we've seen, who was it, Omos face Braun, and it was mm-hmm. a amazing match. Even I, with I a loss. Like, 
Yeah, I remember us just keep asking. We were like, whoa, this is that that wasn't an Omos match, was it? Did we actually see this? So I he think talked with, uh, so much shit. Is I, I want to see giant. Brock? Is this your giant? <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, but Brock being able to sell with somebody like that, it, it's gonna be interesting to see what they can pull off. Because Brock will sell if he likes you. So I'm I'm actually kinda interested to see what he does for Omos here. Um, we do need to talk about Seth Rollins, Logan Paul. I don't have any thoughts about it. Do you? It's going to be a great match. Um, Seth is my favorite non-Biggie wrestler in WWE male. Um, I, he can do no wrong with, in my eyes. Um, and I think that he, he's living in a world where he could easily be the number one, but because there's a guy named Roman Reigns right now, and when there's Brock, He's always going to be considered the next person under. Um, but I think um, I read somewhere um, earlier this week where it was Gunther who said um, about the celebrities coming in that they put their bodies on the line for these matches too. And we've, we've seen how great Logan Paul has been in these Bad matches. Bunny. Uh, Bad Bunny as well. Shout out to him hosting Backlash in Puerto Rico so good. in May. Um but I, I think it's going to be, a, if I wanted, after the Roman match, the first, I immediately wanted a Seth match with Logan Paul, and now we're getting it. So I kind of, when I saw that they were going to do the, oh, Seth doesn't have a road to WrestleMania, I was so hoping for Jay White. Um, but if we don't get that, I mean, I ain't mad at this. Logan Paul has shown in the however many matches he's had that he respects the business. He He takes his training seriously. Um, he shows up and he does good work. So regardless about how I feel about him as a person, I can respect what he does as an in-ring performer. So I think this is going to be a hell of a match. Yeah, this is the fourth match. It'll be his fourth match with WWE. Because he had the tag match, and then he had the one-on-one with Miz, and then he had the Rumble And he had the match. Rumble well, yeah, then Rumble said, and that's the fifth match. So just like a, a sanctioned match, it'll be his fourth, right. but his fifth overall in, in the ring. And he's gotten better each and every time. Mm-hmm. Flo, what do you think? Is there anybody better than Seth that you could see him have this match with? Nope. AJ. Possi- I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not sure I would say it's better. I might be able to say it's on par. But when I literally look at this booking between the two of them, from what you know about Seth and what we've seen out of Logan, it's like Logan in every match Logan's ever been in, he's been a, a surprise. It's like he's outshone. It's like he's outshined the moment he's come in. And after everyone, you're like, damn, he's good. He gets it. He picks up Ziggler. quick. He got it. Now I that mean, I'm thinking of it, Dolph, you want I mean, someone that, to that put someone over? That when, he, uh, can, he can go with him, but I, I don't know if he can have a Seth level match with them like i love Dolph, but seth is like a he had he walked cody through with the torn peck it's you know it, who else did joe awesome. gacy <laughs> yes, put him in did. a match with joe <laughs> gacy <laughs> i i will not argue with that but um <laughs> but it, but for sure when when i look at this it's just like okay well who would i rather seth face who would i rather logan face and it's kind of like uh are we wasting them away and when you start to get thinking about it it's like this is going to be phenomenal. And it's the first time that I feel like 
I feel like uh, Logan Paul doesn't have to step up. Like every other match, it's like, wow, he's impressed us. He's impressed us. I have the expectation now yep. that he's just yep. going to come out and this is going to be an absolute fucking beggar. Here's a name um, for you that someone threw in the chat in terms of a Logan Paul opponent. Montez Ford. Yep. With what partner? No. There you there you go. With what partner? No. no. That's no. Oh, just Mo- shit. <laughs> yeah, that that the uh... Okay, what about Ricochet? They had that rumble spot. The the issue with that is it would just be a spot fest between the two, right. which would be completely great. There would be top entertaining. I mean, but if you want to say WrestleMania is a spectacle. Well, I'm just worried. It's like, I mean, how many things can these guys jump off and flip off and turn off? And it's like, I kind of Hollywood sign, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping off, the, they're going down to Beverly Hills, you name it. Like, I, I could see it. But it, even in terms of, okay, we're getting close, I still can't put anybody above Seth for this nope. match. All right, that's fair. And I think, like, I was going to make the point for The Miz, considering he was the first one. Like, if you want to acclimate somebody to wrestling, give them The Miz, right? Because he did he did Bad Bunny. He Did he do mm-hmm. the Green Arrow, or was that... That was Cody as Stardust, and... And I, right, don't... And, um, I don't know if it was Miz, <sighs> but, but the fact we've talked about it before, yeah. WWE entrusts Miz yeah. with anyone. Because he can make them look good. Agreed. And, and Dolph, to that point as well, yep. I was thinking. That said, I guess the moment at Mania, like if you did Dolph Logan, it wouldn't mean as much because you know Logan would win. Somebody in the yep. chat is saying Seth is the one under pressure here. But I, I, don't s- doubt that. I, I still I don't think disagree. Logan's going to win. I know we're not doing predictions yet, but yes, I can see definitely. Logan winning. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that we need to talk about on Raw, and I did not do my homework. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't watch the Cena promo. If you wanted to I see know, a I'm dead sorry. body, you you go and you look for Austin Theory because Cena killed him and resurrected him and killed him again. I'm sorry. You you should make you gotta go look. It's for that. in my DMs. I'm even posting it in the chat. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Eviscerated him. I did see a little bit of it, but I didn't see the whole thing. He talked about he he basically just called talked about his mom and his dog and his he, he, he talked he, about it. God damn. damn. Yeah, damn. That's you. That's all it is. Dirty after damn. watching that shit. Like yep. He's he talking he... him up and burying his ass. Like, that mm-hmm. was a promo of, like, that was kind of like the, the level of Roman we're at now. That was, like, when Cena hit that level. Like, it was just like, it, are you done? He's dead. Let, let so, him... the little bit that I saw of this promo was Cena saying, like, you don't have it up here, you don't have it in your heart, and you don't have it down there or whatever. I don't know if he actually touched them or not. None of my business. But um, what I really want is for Austin Theory to come out to basic thugonomics. And I know I talked to Flo about this a little bit because when they did the, the 20th anniversary for Cena, 
Theory was mm-hmm. one of the guys they had doing the photo shoot. With the word life and the chain and the denim everything. So if they if we get another face to face between these two, I want basic thugonomics to hit and I want Theory to walk out with like a spinner belt. The problem like, with that and that to shatter your dreams is that in part of the promo, Cena talked about ruthless aggression, thugonomics being like he was one step out from being fired. From now put being being in that particular um, version of himself because he didn't he said he didn't fully believe it and that's that's where really the crux of the promo was is like nobody believes you you don't believe what you're doing um, they pipe in crowd noise for for you to get any type of response though just breaking the fourth wall with all the stuff that we know that WWE actually does. But don't really comment on Cena commented on in terms of theory. Um, but in terms of uh, that, that's why he's, he said that uh, the our ruthless aggression thugonomics. He was almost out the door. Maybe maybe theory still does it then as mind games. Maybe, but I I, I think he has. Let to, me have this. I I, just <laughs> that, that I I see where Don Jay's coming from. But I'm gonna have to agree with Goldie. If he takes the peanuts out of his pocket and throws it at him, I'm, that's gonna be it for me. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I think Theory's gonna beat Cena. Theory's gonna Again. whoop his ass. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, he's gonna need to after that. God damn, he, you right. ain't coming back from that unless you win. Holy shit! They wouldn't realistically give Cena another run like they're doing Lita, would they? No, no, totally different. Just because of the Cena's just a one time a year. Um, type of thing. And we can go into that now since you mentioned Lita. I really don't want to. My thought about it, and I thought about it earlier, it's kind of like when um, Hogan came back and was tagging with Edge, and Edge was pretty hot, and they just wanted to do that pairing just to once in a lifetime sort of thing. So this is going to be short-lived. I have no problem with the pairing we all have problems with the whole tag team um, division with the women, but in terms, they got to find a way to get the belts off of off of them quickly, because mm-hmm. as it is, then the women's tag team titles won't be defended at Raw after Mania. Caden Katana, call them up. But you, you want you want to put the, you want to put all the titles on the biggest show. Yeah, but they and didn't. As a right, we're and not there yet on that show. They're they're not being defended. It's terrible. No, we're not there yet. We still got four weeks. That's why I'm saying there's a way they have. Okay, Mister. Let's talk of. about it. Let's talk about wrestling. So, um, I think there's going to be a way. They have to take. I think they're going to lose it somewhere. Probably Monday. I don't know how, but I think they're going to lose it on Monday. To who? I said I don't know how. Okay, so because I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched Raw in two weeks. Did do Damage Control get a rematch? I mean, they held them forever without defending them, but don't they still technically get one? There's no automatic, more automatic rematches unless it's storyline driven. Okay, but there's also literally no teams. No, I, I, and they're not even talking about the titles right now. They're talking about the six woman match. Oh, they had so, the rematch like, already. Apparently, yeah, they haven't had to. They haven't had the rematch because they lost them. Nothing happened the next week, and then they set up the the match for WrestleMania for the six woman. So why mm-hmm. couldn't they 
I'm so confused. Where they cost them the title to get it off somebody else so they could actually use the title? I I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They do something like that on Monday cost to cost them losing the title, get it off of them. Can and you can still have your six woman tag match, which I'm perfectly fine with. You just have to find a way to get the titles out of that jumble and use the titles. I agree. But I have no problem with damage control fighting Trish and Lita and Becky because of the whole WrestleMania nostalgia spectacle. This is a dream for the women involved being able to fight with Lita and Trish. It's a, they grew up on them. Yep. So to be able to be in a match with them at WrestleMania is is a bucket list item for them. So I am I happy. Just, with I just them. don't it's understand just why. Like I feel like Damage Control should have lost the titles to someone else, like you said, and like maybe Lita was the reason why. And then it sets up a grudge match. But then the women's say she's tag, a tag team champ. The women's tag titles, man, what a fucking mess! What a fucking here. mess! I. And I'm on record saying I'm a Lita fan. I'm absolutely a Lita fan. I was a Lita fan over Trish, even though Trish was the Canadian. I was a Lita girl. Um, She looked rough in the ring. I hope, you know, maybe that was just rust and she looks a little better come Mania. I, I have no problem, I guess, with her getting another title run, considering they have literally nobody like, Damage Control had those titles for so long and just hadn't been defending them. Becky comes out and says it on live TV, and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Someone's finally talking about it. And then it was like, but we're going to take the most, the strongest female gimmick we have as a solo competitor and pair her with anybody. Literally anybody. And I just, I don't get it. It makes me sad. I understand, and, and I understand more and more. I, I hate to kind of bring this up because I know some people have very mixed feelings about it. But look at where Mercedes is now. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I'm still gonna. I'm gonna enjoy the match though. I am too, but it's like. Yeah, it's it's very asterisk and tainted to me with the, the with the title sitting and not being defended. It doesn't make sense. Um, without them, if they can find a way to lose the titles and do the title something else. I mean, I still hate what happens, but they do need to figure out something because it's just... You, you know what this is actually similar to? It is similar to the Intercontinental title last year prior to Triple H coming in where Ricochet would have the title and it'd be pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view and it would never be defended. Ever. Yep. Yeah, And the U.S. title for a bit too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Never on the show. Never on the show. Yeah, didn't Shinsuke have it like months? Yep. Nobody ever knew and he even defended, had title. Like he had one defense in like four He didn't months. even show up to work. Nope. Getting paid to stay home. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I kind of like the team of Chelsea Green and Sonya as like the two give me what I want with no bearing kind of thing. Caden Katana from NXT work very well together. They split up Toxic Attraction, which whatever. I don't know. I'm just not all that hopeful about these women's tag titles. I would almost rather they just get rid of them and bring in like a women's intercontinental. What or what they've done a mid card title for the women. So you don't need to throw together these random ass teams and you can just have solo competitors going. 
Yeah, what, what they've done with this storyline to me at least is it put the tag titles on the level with the 24-7 title in, in my mind to the point where it's, it, it's going to be rough to come back from. Yeah, I mean, the match will be fun. It'll be nostalgic, but I'm not all that optimistic about the tag title picture, unfortunately. Fresh Let's... start after Mania. What's that? Fresh start after Mania. That's the dream. The fresh start. That's the dream. Um, let's move on to NXT. We had NXT Roadblock two nights ago. Um, quick little recap. Uh, we had Tony D'Angelo and Dijak in a jailhouse street fight match. Uh, Stax is a legend. Yep. In my opinion. The amount of times <laughs> he went in to save his dude. I think he was maybe the uh, the performer of the match for that. Um, just his involvement, doing everything he can to save his boss. It's not like bloodline level, obviously, but it was still no. like theatrical mafia boss kind of thing. I thought it was really good. Um, we had the Creed Brothers and Braun Breaker against Indushare. Um, I'm loving Indushare. I, I kind of hope they go main roster after Mania. I think them sending gender down was to help get them ready. Mm-hmm. And I think it's helped a lot. So I'm looking forward to their future. Um, we had the Grace and Waller experience, which we're going to double back on because I want to talk about it a little more. Um, we had Gigi versus JC, which was sloppy as all hell. Um, probably going to set up another match. Who knows? We had Andre Chase and Joe Gacy. Uh, we're going to skip that because I don't want to do that to flow. <laughs> and then we have um, Roxanne and Mako. And you know what really grinds my gears? K-Fab injury storylines. You don't need 15 people out there for a woman who's like <laughs> 5 foot tall, 100 pounds. And you know Take it's away. K-Fab. Or K-Fabe? I don't even care. But you know it's not real because Shawn Michaels is putting on the oxygen mask. Give me a fucking break. Give me a fucking break. When Shawn started fiddling with the oxygen mask, that was the moment. That's how I knew. That was the moment. We we, we both kind of exhaled as we were watching it. We were like, okay. Like, Mako's Mako's in the corner, like, crying. Booker throws the headset off because that's his girl and i'm like oh shit that's terrifying and then she gets wheeled out and then sean's like here let me fiddle with this real quick and i'm like oh for fuck's sake this is so stupid put it on and then the way he puts it on too is just like he's never seen one in his life yeah like what is this thing so i but guess yeah. creatively it lets roxanne drop the title to I don't think that's the case. You don't, I don't think, think so? That's the case. No, because like I said, I think the the story was for whatever it was. She had to train harder than she ever had to train before because it was Miko being the final boss, and she was exhausted. And then I've seen online where it echoes um, Shawn Michaels in '95 basically passing out after one of his matches because of all the exhaustion. So NXT is good for taking tweaks of previous storylines and refreshing it. And I think that's what happened here. Um, 
but they went too far. And I'm way too I'm far. the one on on the panel who doesn't have a problem with kayfabe injuries. But even that's the first thing I said when I saw five referees come in there and then all the theatrics afterwards, like this, this is too much even for me. I mean, and going into a little more real here is when, when I seen it during the match, she never showed like the fatigue effort. Like she was going to go down. Like she was having any issues. Like they, they, they kept going. It was naturally flowing. The and roll up the, finish was interesting. There was the roll up finish. And then the way they had her go down. The last time I seen somebody go down was Damar Hamlin during that Bills game. Mm. Just went down. Like, it was, like, it, it was terrifying for a minute. It was, like, well, what the hell's going on? I, I asked Goldie, I'm, like, is this what? I, I couldn't even say words right. I was just kind of I got on the Twitter machine so fast. I'm, like, y'all need to tell me this ain't real. Yeah, because like I said, until we seen Sean fiddle with that, it, it was very questionable of what we were actually watching on that. Because it was like, why are we doing this? Like, there was nothing like usually, you know, hey, my leg's injured. You, you, you milk it during the entire match. That's why I lost the match. Hey, I can't hear. So something in the match is why I can't hear. I don't recall seeing any signs of exhaustion, any of that during the match at all. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. And then the ref. I'm not sure if the ref threw up the X, what went. I'd seen the ref gesture. I'm not sure if I could see his arms of what he was doing. But overall, it was just a very terrifying situation because it 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 it, it went way too far for sure. The you main thing everybody out there. Yeah. Everybody. The main the main thing that bothers me about storyline injuries is when they throw up the X and it's storyline. Um they did that with the Usos a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And it was storyline. And they mm-hmm. threw up the X so Sammy could get into the ma- But, like, why do you need to do that? I don't know. Like, it's... I'm sorry and to have to bring this they up. they don't really do it on TV. Like, on television with some... Like, Biggie, they didn't... Yep. It wasn't an X thing. Like, they... Like, the referee, like, the monitors and everybody saw in the back. So they didn't have to throw up the X because they were able to blatantly tell them in the monitors yep. in the back. But even then, Biggie's injury was so serious, and they kept showing it in vignettes. When I say bitch ass, you say ridge. Bitch ass. Ridge. Bitch ass. Ridge. I know, I'm sorry. But, like, his injury was so severe, and it felt like the cameras were all over him, and then even talking about it, they kept showing the spot. Which, to me, is incredibly tasteless. The dude almost died. We don't got to keep showing why. Right? So I always get really, like, I don't know. I just, storyline injury, like, yeah, okay, my knee hurts. And you limp around and you go to, you know, you go to do a spot and you can't because your knee gives out. That's one thing, but like the whole collapsing in the ring thing, I, I don't need it. I don't need it, especially to that extent. I just feel like it was way too much. Yeah, it it doesn't add anything to anybody's character with it. I, I don't get what they're building with it. I know that in NXT, anytime Braun has a title match, he gets the next night off. So I I could understand like, hey, this is we're giving Roxanne the night off. But I mean, I do don't. Do they think have they to do that? Like, yeah, 
to that extent. I think they'll cover it. They'll cover it on Tuesday. I think they'll they'll justify or somebody will come out and say why. And like I said, I think it's because of that the exhaustion angle. But we'll figure it out. They're good about tying it tying up loose ends. I don't know. I could talk about how frustrated it makes me for for quite some time. But um, yeah. something that doesn't frustrate me is Grace, is Grace and Waller. And Waller. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Y'all know how much I hate the entitled brat storyline, right? Can't stand it. Grayson Waller deserves everything. I want him to have the world. His social media game, I sent Flo some Instagram posts. He showed up to work in a cowboy hat and a Bret Hart shirt. (laughs) He's been calling himself a sexy boy, the showstopper, and then... And my guest, Mr. Michaels. Um, and for a second, it kind of looked like Sean was going to do the whole, I'll come out of retirement one more time. Yep. I am very happy he didn't. Yep. Because I didn't need that. But he brings it wouldn't, back. It wouldn't have bothered me. Just to, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off. It no, wouldn't have bothered me because yeah, of where it is. I but guess. but I'm glad it didn't happen. Yeah. But um, we got probably the best option. And uh, Don J likes to say in all caps in the Discord server, uh, was it long-term booking? Long-term booking. Long-term booking. They bring back Gargano. Um, I was not watching NXT at the time, uh, but to my understanding, Waller is the one that got rid of Gargano when they had to write him off for, like, paternity leave or something. Yep. And his contract was up. And his contract was up, and then him and Candace went and became parents. Um, but Waller's the one that wrote him off. So Gargano comes back, and we're getting Grace and Gargano at Stand and Deliver. How are we feeling about this? Fucking phenomenal. Because NXT is NXT Gargano is, is next level Gargano. Like, and he and he's doing better on the main roster. It was kind of slow to start. But we saw hints the, of it in the Elimination Chamber. Yep. Mm-hmm. We saw Gargano finally really get an opportunity to showcase what he can do. Yep. Because I don't think main roster Gargano had had that yet. His he thing, came back with his, this weird-ass Miz storyline. And yeah. I, I agree with the comment in the chat. I don't like the new theme. It's horrible. I think, I think the old theme was top tier and that he should yep. bring that back for stand and deliver and then keep it forever. Um, yep. But we did get hints of NXT Gargano in the elimination chamber with Seth. That was an incredible pairing. Um, but it's like old school NXT is meeting new school NXT. I just want Grayson Waller to hit him with a super kick one time. Have to. Tune up the band. I want or at least try to tune Michaels. up the band and then get caught in the Gargano escape or whatever. I want chaps. I want sparkly <laughs> sequins. I want the whole nine yards as him dressed as Shawn Michaels. Oh, Mr. God, he is so entertaining. Well, what are you thinking about this uh, this Grayson Gargano matchup? I mean, it's it's going to be phenomenal, and it is the the long term booking in it to come back to it and finish it up. Um, I was with you when it happened. I was actually thinking it was going to be the other DIY member. I miss Champa so much. 
I thought uh, Champa might be the one to come back and whoop his ass because that would be another. That would be a epic showdown you had right there. But uh, it's it, it's just kind of perfectly fitting. I mean, you have the new school against the old school, and you don't know which route they're going to take. I mean, you had Waller take Gargano out of NXT. Is this going to be Gargano taking Waller out of NXT? Um, is is it his time to uh to, to come up? I, I I know everybody keeps talking about that. Raw after Mania is going to be fucking crazy. So. I want to see Waller have a title run at NXT first, similar to Carmelo. I I want him to get that run. We'll get into that. But take out that twerp, Wesley. Yeah, take out the twerp. Take out that twerp. I'm over him. All right, but it, it, back to yeah, the but the open just... but the open challenges are really good. <laughs> who who can make it to the ring first? <laughs> that that part aside. <laughs> that part aside, oh. everyone's everyone's like clamoring over like it was when the twenty four seven title was introduced. Yeah, that, that, that's um, kind of what it reminds once me of. Once that's done, the matches themselves are very strong. And I've always, lo- I loved when Cena did the open challenge for the United States Championship because it elevated so many people. Um, so it, I, I like that. Title. That's, yeah, exactly. I mean, that too. That was the, the argument I had exciting. when everybody said, well, do you have a problem with Cena coming back to be in a title match when I mentioned Lita having not when title he's match? Not when he's the and one that made the title. Yeah, th- this is his title. Like, when you think U.S. champion, you think of Cena. That that's what that open challenge, that rolls through everybody's head. That's when that's when Sami Zayn popped up. That's when Kevin Owens Kevin popped Owens. up. Those were the days. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. That was great essentially there but yeah those open challenges they're they're great and it's just the uh the wesley survival line but (laughs) goddamn he survives great there's no doubting that but back on the uh the grayson waller i mean he he's showing very quickly that he he just he has all the pieces i mean in the ring he's phenomenal on the mic he's phenomenal i mean without a mic acting he's phenomenal no matter what he does he has the social media going crazy you've sent me some crazy shit this week he's so funny that he's doing and it is just so great along the line so i mean it, it it's gonna be interesting in this match and i'm interested to see the predictions when we get to that point because it's like this is nxt johnny wrestling mm-hmm. this is your grayson waller who Who's gonna who's gonna get the final uh, piece to that one? But uh, it, it, the the match is just gonna be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I I agree. I completely agree. We're not gonna do predictions today, obviously, because we still have a couple more weeks of episodic television to go through. Um, but we do need to talk about the match that is now official for Stand and Deliver: Carmelo Hayes against Braun Breaker for that NXT Championship. Don Jay? I'm glad that they didn't make up a bullshit story um, to make this match. They were the two best people in NXT uh, going for the top spot. And they talked about it in the promos. Like, they sat us down. They said that you guys are the two, and y'all been doing your thing. And they've been carrying the brand, and now they want to see who let the best man win. There's no animosity. There's no hatred. They say they watch each other and, and critique and things like that. It's just a good old-fashioned fight. Mm-hmm. 
And are we of the assumption that Carmelo wins and Breaker gets called up? That's my prayer. <laughs> Mine too, honestly. Melo is just H-I-M. Flo, I mean, how are you feeling about this clash of the Titans? It was weird because we even addressed it, like Dante's addressed it. It was just like they walked out into the ring. You felt like they were in the suits and they were just like, we're going to do this? Yep. It's time. We're going to do this. No bullshit. No nothing. No anything else. I think at the end we were both like, where's Trick? We, we need some – somebody hate somebody. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just uh, – it, it, it's what it is. It's your best two, and it's just going to be, hey, I rarely lose. You rarely lose. What's it going to be? Who's going to win? Is uh, Braun finally going to go down? Um, I, I think that's what everybody thinks is that uh, Braun's on his way out and up. So, I mean, the, the, I think the match is just going to absolutely uh, break the night down. It's going to be absolutely insanity. I think you're going to have more 2.9 kickouts than in a Roman match. But uh, nah, nah, it, nah, it, it's nah, going to nah. be a nail-biter. I um I agree that it's refreshing to see a title match get set up without animosity. Very rarely do we get storylines now of respect. It's, I'm better than you, you suck, I'm going to take your title, use a bitch, goodbye. This was very amicable. It was like, look, you're the champ, you're next in line. You're good with what you do. I respect you. I watch your stuff. Let's have a match. It's refreshing to me. Because there doesn't need to be anything between these two. What could you even make up? Like, it it doesn't need to be anything more than just the two top guys going at it. So, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fantastic. Put the side-by-side on the screen. You look at this is the match. A, 1A and 1B, and who's going to who's gonna take it? And it's just mm-hmm. like you don't have to say anything about it. It's just going to be the match. I just do enjoy have it for what news. it is. You do. We do have some breaking news. Uh, Kofi has been officially pulled from the match. Oh. Woods is taking a spot. I knew All it. All right. That's not biggie, but I'll live. <laughs> <laughs> So. All right, breaking news. You heard it here first. So we are going to talk about wrestling. Thank you, uh, thank you, Dave Seltzer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense. So it's still a fatal five-way. Woods taking his place. No harm, no foul. I'm fine with that. Um, one more thing to touch on for NXT. It's, look like it's looking like we're getting Gallus and Pretty Deadly for the tag titles um, at Stand and Deliver. Again, do we think Pretty Deadly loses and gets called up? That's my thought. I mean, the way Gallus has been booked, I mean, how, how do you take them down? And I think uh, pretty deadly, I mean, besides all their tricks and how much they've tried, I, I just can't see it without, like, an interference angle. Um, not saying that I don't think they're capable or they're not good enough to do it. It's just that Gallus has been booked absolute dominant. Like, I, I don't recall seeing them in a match where you're like, yeah, these guys – probably going to lose. Oh, these guys are the underdog. No, they just show up and kick your ass. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking Pretty Deadly's music hits on the Raw after Mania and Master Jim loses his absolute mind. Um, one more NXT piece of news. Uh, they have officially signed Dragon Lee 
Um, Flo, not Flo, Donjay, I know who you guys are. Um, Donjay, you were telling me a bit prior to this a little bit about Dragon Lee. Why don't you um, reiterate that? So, yeah, Dragon Lee was in ROH for a good, uh, good long time. He was a TV champion, um, former trios champion, um, the brother of Roosh, who was currently in um, AEW. He had a brief appearance in AEW with um, Andrade and Roosh. Um, and then trios match. After that trios match, they uh, Andrade and and uh, Roosh beat the dog shit out of him just to get him off of television. Um, and then when he was in AAA, um, that is where he made the announcement to um, say that he was coming to WWE. But he's a fantastic worker. Um, there's a fight uh, last year over the summer where he fought his brother Roosh um, for the ROH uh, on the ROH pay per view. Um, he is a he's a one that will quickly move up the ranks in terms of excitement in NXT, and he's so young. I think he's like twenty six, so he's he is young and got a whole bunch of potential. Yeah, this this is definitely one of the ex- more exciting ones that we're gonna see. Um, I, I think I said it. If if Mello wins, is that gonna be the next guest? Is, we're just gonna throw Dragon Lee at him right away. Sure, let's do it. Got to build. Gotta build can, up a little bit. I could see them I could see him fighting Wes actually. Like Wes doesn't currently have uh standing a standing deliver opponent. Someone, yeah. So yep. I could easily I could see him easily that could be his debut match. And then he I was gonna Wes. ask when when does Dragon Lee technically debut? Or is it not stated yet? It's not been stated. He just was in the crowd on Tuesday. On Tuesday. They'll probably give him they might give him like a tune up match. If he, if they're gonna go the stand in the river route, but I think that's where they should go. I think of him versus Wesley stand in the river match would be outstanding. I agree. Um, we do need to wrap things up. However, there is one bit of AEW news I want to talk about. Um, and I'm very biased. Um, <laughs> AEW will be in my home city next week. Let me get my date right. March 15th, and I originally didn't plan on going. And then, uh, one Miss Jade Cargill announced an open challenge for her title. Uh, so I'm gonna go answer it. Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go buy a ticket and, and see if Goldie's Gaming can answer the open challenge. Just kidding. Um, my first and only live event I've ever been to with wrestling um, was Winnipeg Pro Wrestling Show in September, where they debuted the Winnipeg Pro Wrestling Women's Championship. It was a match between Jody Threat, um, who has since worked on AEW Dark with Athena, um, and Allie Catch, who is Effie's tag partner. Um so I'm hoping Jody Threat is the one that answers it. Um, she did her AEW Dark match in Toronto. She kind of goes between Winnipeg, Toronto, reps both as her home city. Um, she got a hell of a response from the crowd there. So I think if Jody answers it, the place is going to go nuts, as they should. If not, um, Rosemary from the Death Dolls is also from Winnipeg. So I'm just looking forward to seeing all these hometown people. Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, Don Callis, maybe Rosemary, maybe Jody Threat, um, at the AEW show in Winnipeg. 
on March 15th. Uh, but that's going to do it for the show. We went a little over. So apologies if we didn't get everything in. Um, any last words from you two? No. Just looking forward to SmackDown tomorrow as we continue to build towards WrestleMania. Why is WrestleMania so far away? Because. Because. All right. That is going to do it for We're Going to Talk About Wrestling. Thank you again for tuning in. And we will see you all next week. Bye. We love Liv Morgan. We love Liv Morgan, even though we didn't have time to talk about her. Bye. Bye.